0: We are blessed to have you join us today. God gives us everything we need to meet the challenges and enjoy the victories in our earthly lives. He assures us that he will not allow us to be tempted above our ability to resist the temptation and that he will give us a way to escape it. Why then do we repeatedly lose the battle over temptation? Listen closely with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us on how we can win the battle over all kinds of temptations. God spare America God spare oh cause it's my home
1: my home. Thank you for the privilege of preaching your word. You are so good to us. We thank you. Thank you for the sacredness of this moment. The cries and the intercessory prayer for our nation in crisis. Help us to be ambassadors, pilgrims, and sojourners in a strange land. Help me to preach this word in the power of your spirit in Jesus' name and all God's children said, Amen. Have your Bibles turn with us um, to first Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen. First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen. The Word of God reads, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And from this particular scripture, a very critical scripture, uh, we want to preach in a series that we have been in for a number of weeks. Overcoming temptation. Overcoming temptation. Well, if you're going to overcome temptation, you need to know what what temptation is. Temptation is the use of deception to lead someone astray. It is the use of deception to lead someone astray. Temptation is to be enticed. Not only enticed, but allured. Temptation is to be beguiled. Beguiled. Or even seduced to do evil through one's fleshly desires. I say it again temptation is the use of deception to lead someone astray. It is to be enticed, allured, beguiled, or even seduced to do evil through one's fleshly desires, through one's flattery and lies. It is also that which is presented to the mind as an enticement to sin. It is also that which is presented to the mind as an enticement to sin. And perhaps you may be lifted up in pride and think to yourself that you do not yield to temptation and I know better than that and you should know better than that. And in case you think you've not yielded to temptation, let me just give you an awakening. Allow me to now give you a big dose of reality With this list of ways Satan tempts believers, which will help us all beware and on guard against succumbing to temptation. What does Satan tempt believers to do? Well, uh, Satan tempts us to use profanity. And I'm mighty afraid that some of you have been cussing too much lately. Uh, Satan tempts us to hold a grudge. Some of you are holding grudges to your own detriment. Uh, Some of you harbor anger. He tempts you to harbor anger, which increases your stress. Anger increases your blood pressure. The spirit of anger or prolonged anger or festering anger. It it, it only tears down the body. It doesn't build up. He tempts you to be rebellious. You're just going to tell God, I'm not doing that. I'm not going there and I'm not giving that. And that's a rebellious spirit. Uh, The same tempts us to be prideful. Uh, Satan tempts us to gossip. It doesn't take much to gossip. All you gotta do is start talking too long and you can end up gossiping. Be quick to hear, slow to speak, and you'll do less gossiping. Satan tempts us to be lazy and just don't get up, hit snooze buttons and move slow and don't live life to the fullest because the spirit of laziness has captivated you. Satan tempts us to be habitually late. Some of you may be late for your own funeral. Uh, 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 Satan tempts you to be high on drugs. We have an epidemic of drugs in the society in which we live. Uh, Satan tempts you to overdrink. Uh, uh, it can be uh, alcohol, and it, it, it then it could be stuff you like. You can overdrink Kool Aid. You can, uh, with all that sugar, you pour a whole five pound bag of sugar in Kool Aid, and, you, and you're overdrinking it, and you got diabetes, and you know you shouldn't be drinking that, but you're taking it in, you know you have issues. You don't. You only get one body on this side, beloved. Satan tempts you to overspend. Some of you are broke and you're spending money you don't have. Uh, he tempts you to overeat. He tempts you. Let back up. He tempts you to overeat. And some people live to eat. He tempts you to be greedy. Uh, he tempts you to gamble. He tempts you to. And some people are gambling with the Lord's money. And, you, and every time you gamble, if you win, somebody else is crying because they lost. And uh, you need to work and give God a good day's labor and earn your money without gambling. Gambling is a sin. And, uh, and unfortunately, gambling is not preached as sin nowadays and giving folk a sense of contentment in their gambling. Uh, you're tempted to be stressed, you're tempted to be distracted by so much, even in the Lord's church. You're tempted to receive negativity just naturally negative. Mr. and Mrs. Negative is your name. Some are tempted to to receive negativity. Others, just to be naturally negative. Others, uh, you're tempted to rationalize sin. You make light of sin. You make little of sin. Uh, some of you are tempted to abort your baby, and which is murder. There has to be life in the womb. If there's no life in the womb, that birth cannot happen. Uh, some of you have been Being tempted to be legalistic, it's got to be done uh, according to your rules, your regulation, and it's not even biblical. You're locked into tradition and all sorts of things. Some of you are tempted to yell and scream. You're professional screamers. Every time you talk, you holler. You don't know how to just talk softly and gently. You're just all over the place. Folk can hear you across the street. You're saying what you want, and the whole neighborhood knows. Uh, You're tempted to void silence. Some of you are afraid of silence because you just may hear God speak. Uh, Some of you under my voice and radio and media, social media, you're tempted to commit suicide. God says, why don't you just go and kill yourself? Life is not going to get any better. And some of you play right into Satan's hand. Others of you are tempted to remain ignorant of spiritual things and you're content in your spiritual ignorance. Some of you attempted to hold on to your past. And uh, refuse to let go of things that are horrendous in your life. Some of you attempted to be self-centered. It's all about you. You have to be first. You have to. It's about self-promotion. Uh, others of you, uh, you attempted to be discontented. Nothing makes you happy. No one can make you smile. You can't laugh. So you haven't laughed in years. And you need to laugh again. Others of you attempted to be jealous of what others have. And you get upset because they've been blessed. Uh, some of you are tempted to be fearful. You're scared to fly. You're, scared, you're fearful for your children. You're fearful for your grandchildren. Uh, you're fearful of medicine. And on and on. Some of you tempted to be worried. And, and worrying is a sin. You say, why is it a sin? Because it's your inability to trust God. Others of you are tempted to get even. You're going to get folk back. And you're not satisfied till you get back. You play God in people's life. And you get them back. And then you uh, just make a mess of your own life. Some of you tempted to hate. Hate is a terrible thing. It takes energy to hate. Hate tears you down and imprison your life. Uh, you, some of you attempted to be deceptive. Some of you attempted to lie, cheat and steal. Others of you attempted to flirt inappropriately. Uh, even when marriage, you're flirting all over the place. Uh, others, of you attempted to look at pornography. And even in the church, men and women uh, tempted to look at pornography and follow pornography and follow through on it. Others, of you attempted to be sexual and moral. You with folk that that's not your spouse. You're, uh, others, of you attempted to be superstitious. Others, of you attempted to quit when you must keep going on. Others of you attempted to go over the speed limit like you did this morning getting here. Uh, <laughs> others of you attempted to blame others. It's not you. It's always somebody else's fault. Uh, some of you attempted to doubt yourself. You have low self-esteem. Others of you, uh, you attempted to not to come to, to church and serve in ministry. Others of you attempted to not come to prayer gathering and it didn't even bother you when you don't come. Others of you attempted not to give tithes and offerings to the Lord, a ten percent and even beyond. Others of you are tempted to text in church during the service. You're telling somebody to to put the ham and pork chops on <laughs> so that in the oven so they'll be ready and you're tempting and your mind is already uh you you're booking restaurants while you're in church. Uh you others of you you're tempted uh to leave during the invitation. We're making an appeal for someone to come to Christ and you're walking that way to leave and you're a distraction to somebody who's attempting to come to Christ, but you can't wait because you want to be first out of the parking lot to beat the crowd out. And that's a height of selfishness. You're blocking and distracting uh, sinners. Others of you attempted to steal God's glory. Uh, we all tempted to do that. You have to be very careful to give God all the honor, glory and praise. We attempted to doubt God's word. And uh, that's a serious issue. Uh, we attempted to live in cohabitation living together not being married is a sin you you got a house together you have children together you take vacations together but you don't think enough of yourself to get a marriage women I don't understand how you can do that men either uh, you need to get you get license for dogs and cats and fishes and all these things why can't why can't you say I do are you afraid of commitment say commitment? That marriage ring means commitment, commitment until death do you part to a male and female relationship to the glory of God. Amen. Oh, that was weak. Amen. Amen. All right. We're te- and then we're, we're tempted when others receive the message of salvation, inviting them to Christ, and then they make up their minds that I'm not coming. I'm not ready. I I heard what he said; it was right. I like the church, but I'm not moving. The crowd is too big. What do you mean, crowd is too big? Jesus died a public death on Calvary for you. I mean, I mean, they stripped him, they gambled for his clothes. It was a public death, a public humiliation. And you mean tell me you can't walk up here and see a decision ministry personnel and come to Christ? People don't have a hell of heaven to send you to. Coming to Christ is the greatest thing you can do. And Satan will tempt you not to receive Christ even after this message. As you can see from this extensive yet incomplete list, all of us have yielded to temptation and will be tempted, especially when we are growing in Christ. If we become too familiar with sin, then we will be desensitized to it and not realize that we're even being tempted because we've gotten too familiar with sin. What are the three primary ways Satan tempts believers? What are the three primary ways that Satan tempts believers? Three primary ways Satan tempts believers. First um, John two sixteen says for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the father, but is from the world. A Satan tempts us through the desires of the flesh. That's one primary way he tempts us. First John 216 a says he tempts us at our points of weaknesses, especially the ones we have already been delivered from. And we must resist him in the strength of the Lord. If we're going to win the battle over our fleshly desires, you know what Satan's going to do. Satan does not tempt you really in your points of strength. He tempts you with what you've already been delivered from. Whatever you've been delivered from, you know what that is. That's where he's coming back again because he wants you to relapse back into that same old sin and make it causing you to feel more guilty and, and just uh, feel uh, so frustrated that you found yourself in the same predicament all over again. Of uh, the lust of the flesh, the, the old adamic, adamic nature, the unredeemed flesh. Uh, B, Satan is a specialist in tempting us to sin through the desires of the eyes. He uses, he tempts us through the eye gates. 1st uh, John 2 16 B, if he can get us to crave the object of our affection through the eyes, if Satan can get us to crave the object of our affection through the eyes, then we are more prone to succumb to temptation. And then see Satan tempts us through the pride of life. Say pride of life. John 2 16 says, Pride of life, the root of all sin goes back to pride. Any sin being committed, if you look at it and study it and examine it long enough, you'll find that the root cause is pride, which is to have too high of a view of oneself. To have too high of a view of oneself. It, a pride, it is to think that you're better or more important than others. A, a pride, it is to boast in your own knowledge to boast in your accomplishments, to boast in your own abilities, pride, pride, pride. Some people have been living in pride so long that they are not even aware that they are prideful. You can be prideful and not even know it. Satan knows the destructiveness of pride and has used it to cause multitudes to meet their own demise because of pride. Proverbs 16, 18 says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Therefore, guard against pride and refuse to think that you are so spiritually strong that you cannot fall. That's pride. And you're about to fall because you um, are too prideful. Uh, some of you. First Corinthians ten twelve says, therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stand take heed lest he fall. No one under my voice include me is exempt from falling from falling. And you can see all kinds of examples of that in the scripture. Well, with that being said, let's transition. Now, how do believers overcome temptation? How do believers overcome temptation? Number one, if you're not a born again believer, then you do not have the spirit of God living within you. If you're not saved by the blood of Jesus, If you haven't asked him to come into your heart, if you don't believe in the death, burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, you cannot overcome temptation. Romans 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You believe this, believe that God believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. Believe that he's the savior. Believe in his death, burial and resurrection. If you don't know Jesus as your personal savior, then you'll not win the battle over temptation. You need to have the life of God living in your soul in order to have victory over temptation. Secondly, listen, here's a big one. It is impossible to overcome temptation if you do not believe in a literal, real devil. OK, it is impossible to overcome temptation if you do not believe in a literal devil. Real devil. You realize some people don't believe in a devil. I mean, they really don't believe in a devil. And oh, Satan loves that. I mean, he's duped you big time. There were so many scriptures dealing with Satan and the devil and all the names until I said, wow, this is going to take too much time. And so I just started to choose about seven of them, but there were so many more I could have chosen I was, I was really baffled as to which one to, to give you because it was more than I could do but this is, let me give you a few of them so that you will have no doubt about the reality of the devil let me I submit to you today that the devil is real oh some of y'all been duped, huh okay I think I said it again maybe y'all need to recalibrate. I said, time, the devil is real. Yes. OK. Tell me about it from the scriptures. Well, I'm so glad you said that. In the book of Job, chapter one, verses six and seven, it says, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan. There he is. Way back in the world, thousands and thousands of years ago, Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, God is not crazy. He's talking to a real person. God didn't talk to himself like that. The Lord said to Satan, he held a conversation. Satan, where, where do you come? So Satan answered. He talks back in conversation. Satan can talk. And that's why you do some of the things you do, because he talks in your ear and you believe it. Satan can talk. Satan can reason. Satan can move fast. Satan is a person to be reckoned with. So the Lord says, from where do you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth. And from walking back and forth on it, you know what you said. What does that say? He's busy. Say, <laughs> I was talking over in Africa in a pastors' conference and said, "Y'all have that problem over here." I was talking about some issue that we have in America. I said, "Do y'all have that problem?" They say, "Pastor Draper, he's the same devil." <laughs> what an answer! He's busy. It's he said, Look, from going to and fro on the earth. And from walking back and forth, on, you say he's he, to and fro in Australia, Russia, China, Korea, Jamaica, America, Canada, uh, everywhere else. I can't call them all. He's all he's moving all over the place to mess up anybody at his, at, at his disposal, using every resource at his disposal. And and give it. Listen, and he's using what you give him uh, room to use. Look how quiet it got then. Some of y'all play right in the devil's hand. John 8, 44. There's another proof of scripture that there's a devil. He says, for you are the children of your father, the devil. Look at that. And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. The devil was in Cain who slew Abel in the first family. The devil was there. He's a murderer. He's the one that prompted people to abort babies and kill babies. He's the one that mess up folk minds. He's the one that put schemes and ploys and satanic booby traps all over the place that you just walk right into because you're spiritually blind. He was a murderer from the beginning. That devil is a low down murderer. He has always hated the truth, and, that, and, and every time he can keep you from church, he is so glad because he don't want you to hear this, and he's mad that you hear because he's being exposed right now. He, he's not happy that you hear. He don't want you reminded. Some of you forgot that the devil is real. He he has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. Not an ounce of truth. When he lies, he is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Even half lies is a lie. Little bitty lies is a lie. Big lies is a lie. A lie is a lie, and a lie is from the devil. Men, husbands, don't lie to your wife. Don't lie. Wives, don't lie to your husband. Children, don't lie to your parents.
0: God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing, and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee, because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 east loop 1604 north in converse texas 78109 directly across from randolph air force base if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of maranatha bible church please visit our website at MaranathaSA.org. select the give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund thank you very much for your generosity